It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way and get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Rapid immune support. Find Go Healthy Go the Defense from Chemist Warehouse. Now from just $16.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. of June, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Look at we're you, back. mate. Look at we're you. We're back, Uncle. We're back. Crusade we're on. Crusade got on, the boys. flag, got the balloons. <laughs> Cut it out, son. Cut it out. It wasn't me, Uncle. It wasn't me. It was my uh, Mandy and Tilly. They come in and decorated the room up and uh, got the flags and the balloons all up, mate. So just oh, so just cool. Getting, getting ready for Saturday. How are you, Uncle? Not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Had a good day yesterday. Uh, running it straight with Sam Hewitt. We've got our second show out. Um, yeah, mate, it was, it was good. Actually, watching the All Whites, I was, oh, geez, I was ropeable yesterday with some of those referee calls, but I um, feel really sorry for the All Whites. I thought they uh, they were the better team that lost. And, um, mate, watching watching Louis fill his pockets all day yesterday too. Started with Nature Strip and he's just told me he had a clean up on the synthetic uh, down at Cambridge. So Bet he did. He don't want to tell us, eh? He just, yeah, you know, he didn't have a day off. He had a, he had a total day off, mate. Wednesday he didn't even talk to us. Wednesday, Wednesday fill up. Wednesday fill up. Yuck, Louis. <laughs> well, I thought I'd better not tell you, Izzy. Just respect, respect your dormant week. Yep. Remember the week off. And uh, Nature Strip, mate. Wow. Wow. wow! wow! 
Nature Stripe, as the bombs oh, yeah. seem to be calling yeah. them. What was it worth? Not that much. Or just the prestige. Literally, literally a fourteenth or thirteenth of what the Everest uh, is worth. Yeah, about thirteenth. I think it was worth five hundred thousand pounds, mm. which is still a lot. But it's but the prestige of being the world's best sprinter. See Steve over there? Yeah, top hat. <laughs> seen him walking through the line, bossing his way through. I was like, Steve, mate, show us your accreditation. Come on, bud. You're not getting through here. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? Yeah, I flicked him a message. I said, Steve. What a bloody horse, mate. Nature Strip is on another level. Well done. He goes, cheers, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't even know he was over there, so I just saw him on the news and, and popping through to have a, have a little photo with J-Max. So, yeah, awesome. Awesome work, an awesome race. Well done, Chris Waller and all the connections. Louis obviously got on and I stayed off. That's why Nature Strip won. Well done. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> We've got a big show today, lads. Only a day away from uh, the US Golf Open, which will be held at the Country Club, Brooklyn, Massachusetts. Brentley Romine is a golf writer for Golf Channel and NBC Sports, and he's going to join the show just after 7 o'clock as we preview the US Golf Open. It's going to be a cracker. Ryan Fox, he's coming from 170 to 101. So people may be thinking after Foxy, his dad was on the show. He's prepared. He's having a bit of time away. Maybe he can come close this time. Only time will tell. Looking forward to having a chat to Brentley, and then following that, we're going to take it. We're going to tack back to the provinces, where it is the heart of our sport. Today, we'll chat to Nigel Bradley, who this week refs his three hundred and fiftieth Premier game of rugby Amazing. In, the, in the county's region. Unc. Amazing Ooh. resilience. Wow. That's called resilience. Yeah, mate. That's that's put the hearings uh, hearing aids in, mate, and don't take any chat, mate. Just correct what you want, mate. That is awesome. And we talk about it. We spoke about it last year, um, just how important the refs are and how we should support them. Obviously, they've been in the spotlight as as of late uh, with the VAR, mate. That was a shambles. But anyway, we'll rip into that. I'm sure they spoke about that yesterday. And Ben O'Keefe, referee in the final, Louis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twenty oh. plus. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. We're gonna celebrate Nigel Bradley, and Nigel Bradley is refereeing his three hundred. Can we can get him to give Ben some tips? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll chat to him. Hey, what, what should what should Ben do this weekend? Should maybe should jump on the other side of the ruck and might have seen it. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll see that. Anyway, uh, Nigel Bradley is the 350th Premier Game, uh, uh, reference 350th game. So we'll chat to him, and then we're one step closer to the big dance. Crusaders, Blues. I'll bring my inner Ray Warren out tomorrow for Izzy Bomb Squad, uh, Kempi. So yeah, I love it. Stay, stay tuned for that, brother. <laughs> you know, and today we'll chat to Doug Hallett, who amassed 97 games and was a part of the 2003 team to win their last title in Auckland against the Crusaders. So Dougie Howlett, one of the best of the best playing for the All Blacks. Uh, top try scorer. Scored the most tries for the oh, He's got the record at the moment. And uh, he's an absolute champion. So Good looking play. forward to having a, having a chat. Yeah, mate. You would have gone mm. right in the league, Al. Oh, 100%. 100%. He was, mate, I used to love watching Dougie play. Mm. Speed to burn. And, you know, he always smiled when he scored a try. I love yeah. that. Big smile, you know. Good Handsome fella. Oh, mate. <laughs> yep. Jawline, unreal. <laughs> when we saw out the kickathon, I was thinking at DC's kickathon, shorter than you realise, but yeah. the jawline. Ooh. Yeah. 
You're like, who's that? He's a nick. Doug so, Hallett. So is he, because um, he said he could do some certain times because he was training. Do you reckon he's working in fitness still, is he? he might oh, he's still training. Yeah, so he trains um, quite, quite hard with uh, the boys at, at Ludus, Ludus Magnus in, uh, mm. in Auckland. Yeah, so they do quite a quite a big uh, few sessions a week there I've seen on, on the socials. Uh, he's doing some special things in the food industry, I'm pretty sure, as well. He's creating these little, um, you know, just those real uh, simple or pr- ready-made meals in packs, and he's, he's getting them into supermarkets. That's where, when I last seen him, I was doing some work for um, another company. I went to the uh, supermarket es- expo in Hamilton. I was wandering around. Anyway, Doug Hallett's had a, st- a stand, and he's created this little uh, pre-prepared, um, pre-prepared meals that, Going to supermarkets, so he's yeah he's chipping away at some business things, and um, I don't think he's he has any involvement with the rugby, but mate, he'll still be a fan, and it'll be great to have an absolute legend and, and a Blues perspective coming on the show, eh, Kempi? Oh, hundred <laughs> percent, mate. Looking red and black all day, and Friday is red and red and black Friday tomorrow. I know the yeah, studio yeah, will be yeah. covered in it because Louis <laughs> Louis his beanie, his eye patch, his jersey. Good, yeah. good eye patch, his new leaves. Good news, Kempi as well. Um, secured some tickets for the game. Oh, and that been a shim- that's been a schmozzle in here, mate. <laughs> Tickets, come on. Well, it's massive. Congratulations to Eden Park, Nick Saunter, yeah. the whole team there, because this is so cool for them. That this and like it caught a lot of people, like myself. A lot of people were in the similar position, didn't rush to get the tickets, and we're kind of like, whoa. We're going to get a stadium and a sold out Eden Park, not for an All Blacks test. That's awesome. I think the last time I was in there, well, I don't know if I've ever been in there for something that wasn't a sold, that wasn't an All Blacks no. test that was sold out. I guess the Cricket World Cup might be the last time. We, you know, it, it's pretty cool, is he? That's awesome. That's awesome. I was thinking about it yesterday. Look, I was lucky to play in a couple of finals, and they are very special in their own right. But this just seems different. This just seems different, you know. The Blues, Crusaders, the black, ah, uh, the red versus the blue. Like it's, it just feels totally different. And I'm actually, as a fan perspective, I'm hyped, man. I'm up. I'm ready to just watch this game and, uh, you know, wear my wear my red and black in front of about thirty um, blue supporters in Queenstown. I'm just gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be on my own. And you know, my my heading is Louis. Us first, then. Us. us versus the rest. Us versus mate. the world. It's the start of a dynasty, mate. The Blues are going on a 20-year run. Oh, it's going to be special. It's going to be a special uh, night on Saturday. And, um, us versus them. Look at Louis' face, mate. Us versus them. Well, you know, that maybe... Yeah, no, nobody's supporting the Crusaders. I saw Jamie no Wall. I saw Jamie Wall on Twitter said, "Okay, after a real tough day." So Baz has given us a hiding in the cricket. Oh, the, the UAE referees had a worse game than Ben O'Keefe and given us a hiding in the uh, in the All Whites game. Come on, nothing wrong with Ben O'Keefe. Nothing wrong with Ben O'Keefe. He's given us a hiding in the All Whites game, and then uh, Jamie Wall's tweeted uh, for for New Zealand sport. Please, God, let the Blues beat the Crusaders this weekend. <laughs> oh, Jamie. Hey, you know what we've got to do? We've got to get our, our inner Sione Farmwina gun with Ben, uh, with ben O'Keefe. We've got to rub him on the back. You've got to kill him, nice kill him with kindness, he said. Yeah, kill, kill him, him with kindness. kindness. Ben, mate, you are the best referee in the country by a mile, mate. By a mile. You deserve this opportunity. And I hope you go out there and just really ref well. 
Oh, in all seriousness, <laughs> I, I'm desperate for him to go out there and riff well. Like that would be go out there and do a hell of a job because he is like actually not to be cynical or pithy or anything. He is mm. under heat. He knows that. He will know that. It's a big yep. vote of confidence via Sanzar and NZR and everyone involved with getting him this gig in the final. A big vote of confidence. So he he knows. He knows, and it, look, it's not like he's a t- it's not like he is actually an incompetent referee. I just think he had a couple of poor calls, so I think he can bounce back. And um, yeah, very very exciting. K- Kempi, a good message from Jamie. What about Ooh, this, the the Kiwis squad named yesterday? Oh, they, mate, there was uh, actually put a smile on my face yesterday when I read that. Had a look at the squad and got a little bit excited and thought, oh yeah, that's right. We haven't seen a Kiwi squad run around yeah. for a couple for a couple of years, and uh, the Tongan side on top of that too. Mate, it's got to be a good test. Like, like I've always said, you know, it's our, our, it was our opportunity three years ago to create an origin using this game as the, the catalyst to do that. Uh, but I'm just so glad that they're, they're here playing it um, in and amongst origin. You know, the really interesting part about this is, is that I reckon in 2010, I spoke to a guy in Brisbane in the paper and I said, your origin is losing what it was set out to be, which was for Queensland kids and New South Wales kids to... to aspire to play for your play for your state and this week no one's written about it ever like in any paper I've been looking for it all week about players leaving the state of origin to play for a Pacific Island and in the in the essence of state of origin it's huge news absolutely huge news no one would would in the 80s and the 90s would have ever done that and what we saw this week was Katoni Staggs and um uh, Tupo from Sydney City choosing to play for Tonga, mate. The Origin is under fire. Yeah, it is under fire because they're filling the Origin side with Pacific players, and if and if the international game needed a like a a shot in the arm to say now's our time to to really um, stamp our authority on the international game, it is today, and wow. no one will write about it. Interesting, Uncle. Interesting, eh? That you, you just alluded to that situation with the. With the origin sides, and, and they're going to lose, you know, players. So, so what are the, what are you expecting them to do as a as a body? Like, well, they've they've already started it. Like Mel Meninga, I, I gave you that um, that story about Jason Tomalolo when I went up there and signed him from North Queensland. I got a phone call from from um, Bedell from the the Courier saying, "Hey, mate, you better get up to North Queensland. Meninga's in a hotel with Jason Tomalolo trying to sign him for Queensland." So I jumped straight on an aeroplane, went up to North Queensland, had his parents got him to play for New Zealand. He's now back with Tonga, which is where he wants to be. I think that's great. But they've already started. Meninga has already been in the press. This is why it's flown under the radar. People haven't even looked at it and said, I want people to to tell me right now that if they play Origin, they've got to play for Australia. And the the Luai's, yeah, the Luai's, the the Tupos, the Stags, no one's ever done it before and said, get stuffed. Mm, They've, They've told the Origin to get stuffed. And there's and the me and the media have gone to sleep. Unbelievable. Is is Origin losing its stigma, Uncle? Is it losing its kind of presence or, or, or the power that it once had? Well, if you if you crystal ball it, let's say in five years' time, and Pacific has taken over the game, eh? We know that it's the it's the Browning of the game. We've been talking about that for for fifteen years. Right, so let's say in five to ten years' time. They might pick an origin side that's full of Pacifica players and in the, in the, the international game gets their game together and at the same time says, let's play a, th- a tour with New Zealand and Tonga and they go, well, we're not, we're not playing origin. Mate, that's when the origin's dead. Absolutely. Then you've got a second-tier game 
Uh, well, the, the squads that were announced yesterday were anything but second tier. They are very exciting. Oh, outstanding um, just, teams. Uh, just a couple of a couple of oh. names from each of you men. Who do you like? Who's who was the name that got named in that Kiwi side that made you go, "Ooh, that's exciting." Mate, I'm not giving too much away because my off the back fence is off the back fence about the Kiwi team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, Smith, Smith, oh. Smith to Brown to, to Hughes throws it out the back. To Manu, oh. Tamari Martin goes to the corner. What about to, what about Tamari Martin's what a story? Oh, story, what a story. Honestly, tip my hat to to that kid. Like we could have had a fullback here in in New Zealand playing for the Warriors. He'd been playing down in the Waikato for two years, and he's gone over and changed the face of the Broncos. You know, single handedly, you could could say he's he's been the piece that's been missing for Reynolds and got the Broncos on that role. So, yeah. mate, to get to see him back in the Kiwi team, mate, he was outstanding. What a story. I can't wait to have the Warriors home and the Kiwis home. Rugby League is returning to New Zealand after it's been so long. We're going to talk all about that squad and everything Rugby League throughout the morning. But right now. Can't wait question of the day. Oh, man, it's cold around the country. It is cold around the country. That's okay. We're here to warm you up with Chemist Warehouse. Beat the chill, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. They've got some great giveaways, thanks to Healthies. We have got winter warmer prize packs to give away for the can't wait question of the day today. All you have to do is pick up your phone and call us 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard's Hire phone line and answer this question. Izzy made the point. This final feels different. I think if it's a good game, this might be one of the great Super Rugby finals we have ever seen. But until then, what is your favourite Super Rugby final? What was the Super Rugby final that you got up in the middle of the night for? Or you went to the game? You loved it? Personally, for me, how good was 2006? Couldn't see anything but the Hurricanes lost. The Fog final. The best final that ever was. What is your favourite Super Rugby final? Send us a message on double eight double three the Temper Bed Post text machine. But if you want these Healthery's packs with Chemist Warehouse to warm you up this winter, give us a call. 0800 150 811. I know Izzy has got one ready to go, but he's going to do it after this. Kempi, I can imagine what he's going to come up with as well. 0800 150 811. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Talk to you soon with your best Super Rugby finals. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SEN. SCNZ, 25 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. Can't wait question of the day. Give me a call. 0800 Let's have a discussion about the best Super Rugby final or your favourite Super Rugby final throughout the years. Izzy, what's yours? Oh, least favourite, 2015. Foley, and it kicks it over the sticks and I'm underneath going, oh no, that's going to miss. Oh no, it's over. We lose. Uh, my favourite? Growing up would have to be the Fog one too, Louis. I was watching it at my mate's house in, um, in Havelock North there and couldn't see an absolute thing, but the Crusaders won. I was actually a Hurricanes fan back then. I wanted to play <laughs> for them and <laughs> I was pretty gutted uh, that game. But for me, it would have to be 2017, time I won my first ever title to Heaven over Johannesburg. Um, no one's ever gone across the, the ocean and, and won a Super Rugby title. So, well, you know, whatever that ocean is. What is it, Indian? I think so. One of those sure, mate. Yeah. Gone over to yeah. South Africa and won the title. So for for us to go over there in 2017 and 
and get the job done. That that was pretty special for me. So that would be my one, 2017. What about you, Ken P? Mate, I think Leon McDonald and Razor played in this one in 2003, um, where they, they felt the wrath of the Blues. Carl, Carlos Spencer, mm. of course, having a blinder that night. Um, Doug Hallett scored a try. Yeah, and, and young Gibbo, the halfback, had a blinder. Um, so for me, that 21-17 win by the Blues up here against the Crusaders in 2003 was... Um, probably a lot of the players that I used to like watching back then too. You know, I was uh, coaching the Warriors and the Blues and the and the Warriors used to have a really close relationship. We did some training together, um, so supporting them in that 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 era was was pretty cool. I wonder if they've got any of those that Blues team in this week into the Blues camp just to talk about oh, that you final have, against have the, to say they have. The, the final against Crusaders. Look, we understand that the Crusaders are hard to beat, but we did it, and and this is what it meant to do it. I wonder if you they've circled them. There's a couple of great texts here. Uh, it's the same game. The wrong crib final in 2000, that's from Richie and 2000, went to Canberra, got abused by their supporters and had the last laugh then won $900 at the casino later that morning. Morning. Three days no sleep. Brilliant. Well I don't think that is wrong crib but I like that. Crib! Pull back to beats. He's done this all season. Sensational try to run Oh, the grubber past the fullback, is he? Oh, mate, you think back to those. I was growing up and watching the Brumbies Crusaders finals. Just one point in it every single time. The great players that have played the game. And I remember that one, little little grubber. Little grubber from Cribby. And, oh, he was an absolute champion, eh? Oh, I reckon that they'll be in. Uh, Leon will be doing that, mate. He'll be getting all the ex-players to come through, share their messages, and, uh, you know, send in their messages. I know, the, I know the Crusaders have done it. Nice. Might of course they have. Yeah, when are you going in, Daggy? You've been might in have, there. Might have seen a wee video yesterday, boys. That's <laughs> right. A little one-eyed one, but that's okay. Uh, but, hey, uh, uh, they'll be doing something special because it is a special week, mate. Finals week. There's only two teams. That will be... You should have just told them to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. And, and there's, a, there's a text message coming in uh, talking about the Silverfern squad and comments, interviews. Will it bias this morning? We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Don't worry. We've got the, I've got the Silverferns Commonwealth Games trial squad right in front of me, and we'll get to that shortly. And uh, we'll try and cover all sport. We've got a few messages from the league. We're going to talk about the cricket. Baz McCullum, mate, it's all happening. It is. But right now, the can't wait question of the day is, what's your favourite Super Rugby final of all time? Give us a call, 0800 150 Were you there? Was it pain? And if it was pain and your team lost, but you still loved it because it was the only time your team's made it? I don't know. That's possible. Uh, give us a call. And you can come away with some of these Chemist Warehouse packs. The winter warmers, that's what we're trying to do for you. Highlanders versus Hurricanes in 2015. Backed up with the recent documentary, brought all those emotions back from Jamie. I wonder if that's Jamie Joseph. Uh, not too sure. But that was an incredible final. And, and they still debate whether Elliot Dixon got it down to this day, Kimby. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> history, eh? Doesn't it's matter. History, young. It's in the books. That's exactly right. It's in the history books. <laughs> O'Keefe hates Crusaders so much. Might as well call it now. Double eight, double three, unnamed texter. Don't send that sort of thing in because I don't want to I don't need that playing in my head don't say, send that sort of negative text about Ben O'Keefe I've already got enough demons I think it's going to be fine uh, and hey there's actually a text here from Dave and said hey lads can you get yesterday's podcast loaded on the app please I enjoy listening throughout the day when I get a bit of time here and there keep up the great show well unless you want three hours of Izzy snoring um, 
not possible because we had the, <laughs> we we had little morning off. Meanwhile, the All Whites were getting robbed. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dave. We're um, we had a little sleeping actually. That was good. That was good. I enjoyed it. It was very yeah. good. I tell you what, I didn't enjoy. They didn't enjoy hearing that that goal disallowed. VAR. <laughs> Maybe you need to do an off the back fence at VAR and just go and break it, Kimby. No, well, look, I, I, I thought it was hard done by because the, the referee had seen it and let it go, and it was such a good goal that was put in the back of the, back of the net by the All Whites. To go all the way back to the tackle before was just ridiculous. And he could have done that half a dozen times in the game, but he chose that moment. Ah, oh, just, just stupid. Absolutely stupid. 2015 final, no try. Crying in the stands, no try. <laughs> That's from an unnamed texter. Leave your name in there and we'll help you out. We'll cheer you up with a winter warmer pack from the Chemist Warehouse. Come on, give us a call. 800-150-811. What's your favourite Super Rugby final to date this weekend? It might be one of the great ones ever. 29 away from 7. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. <laughs> Z27 away from 7 o'clock this morning. I want to hear from you. 0800-150-811. What's your favourite Super Rugby final of all time? Man, there have been some doozies throughout the years. If you're a Chiefs fan, well, the Sonny Bill William Aaron Cruden years at the Chiefs. I know, Izzy, you absolutely hated playing them, but no, to their credit, they with Dave Rennie, they won a couple of titles there and they did it easy. Don't bring it up, Louis. Don't bring it up. There was a, yep, they did. They they had the formula, and their formula was to take out our Chiefs, and they did that, and they put us under a hell of a lot of pressure, and they got the job done, and then went on the next week to beat the Brumbies and the Sharks in consecutive years. So well done to them. Where are all the Hurricanes fans saying that 2016 was the greatest year of their life? While the Hurricanes camped offside. Um, beating the Lions and, and the Cakes. When, where are the Hurricanes fans? Come on, give us a call. I hundred one five zero eight eleven. You were a Cakes in that day. I want to hear from you because you guys have waited a long time for that title and you got it. I'd expect you to be singing from the rooftops about it. All righty. Loveracing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Um, this weekend, we got the markets open for a big jump stay at Tarapa. There is the Waikato steeplechase, the Waikato hurdle. So there's some good jumps racing. I haven't seen Just Ask Me relined up anywhere, Kimpy. So uh, there isn't really a race for him. That's the unfortunate thing. At this July time. the second. Oh, we freshen up back to fourteen hundred. Ooh, say no more. <laughs> Just ask me. Just ask Kempi. Asking you will receive. So this weekend, uh, yeah, there's tra- racing at Tarapa and there is racing at Trentham, July the 2nd of year, looking out for Just Ask Me. Today, though, there's racing at the Rickerton Synthetic. So I actually think I've found a winner. And it's not really a, it's not a shocker. I'm taking a favourite here. In race number four, Virtuoso Lad, uh, Lisa Opress, Karen... Thursden, it's a good horse. Um, I think Virtuoso Lad, it's a it's a nice horse down in the weights in this sort of race in the open handicap. It's won twice on the synthetic. It failed last start, 
draws closer in, barrier five today. This is an open handicap race, so there's plenty of chances, but I'd be taking the 280 around Virtuoso Ladder, feeling pretty okay about that. So that's what I'll be looking at, race four at Rickenham Park Synthetic today. Um, the Synthetic Racing, it's interesting. It is, it, you kind of... If you, you watch synthetic races for a whole meet, you find yourself getting a little bit dizzy because sometimes they're winning off the front, sometimes they're swooping. It's all very, very tempo-related, so how fast the horses go is very dependent on where they win from. Um, but anyway, that's the Rickett and Park synthetic today. It's great to have that, that track down there for the South Islanders to be able to use so we can run an open handicap race on a Thursday it's awesome. Seven race card. Looking forward to it. Uh, well done to Tim Mills and the crew down there. Good luck for a, a nice day today. And as I say, this Saturday, a big jumps day at Waikato. All of the jumping stars on show. The Cossack. No tip. Lots of them. Absolutely. Should be awesome. So, 27 away from... 23 away from 7. That is loveracing.nz. You're home for everything thoroughbred racing, previews, news, the whole lot. Crusade is offside every week. Louis. <laughs> oh, people just love having a week, go away. Love it. Love it. They're very passionate. There's another one here. It was actually 2014. The final, I should have known that. 2015, the Highlanders won it. Worst finals, 2014. 32-30 to the Crusaders. Time basically up. The only time in Richie's career he was in the ruck with hands when he should have uh, been, when he should have been, and he had the uh, hands on the ball, and the Foley gets the kick. Was a solid two months of depression, Luke from Lincoln. <laughs> See, oh, you, you try to cheer people up by saying, "Let's do some winter warmers." Tell me your greatest memory, and it's just it's yeah. the opposite. Yeah, there's a few. Oh man, it's heartbreak. That sport you know, comes down right to the wire. Oh, that game was just full of it all, mate. Full of it all. They put us under the pump right from the get go. Adam Ashley Cooper scores a try. Uh, we're under the pump, and then. Matt Todd runs about 40 metres to score in the corner. Man, it's a good game. Memories are flowing back, but that last moment, oh, Willie Hines. What about James Kerr's try against the Blues in 1998, was it, for the Crusaders' first mm. title? That was pretty cool. Um, there's some great – go back and – I went away and watched that replay recently, and, man, there's some names going around. That Blues – those Blues teams of the late 90s, early 2000s, Kempi, were just stacked. I remember, I remember uh, when it first came about the Super Competition and sitting in England and watching it on TV, getting up in the morning – and they'd have like a super uh, run of games where you just watched all the highlights. And my odd you know, Carlos Spencer back in the day with that blue side was outstanding. You just watch all the, and it was a different style of rugby. You know, Izzy, it went from oh this crash bash, you know, rucking mauling type rugby to this massive expansive game where they just wanted to throw it around and score tries. So, yeah, man, I, I reckon that was the best period for me mm. um, of Super Rugby when they first hit the ground running with it and all those, you know, those those names that we're throwing up, Carlos and all them, um, Dougie Howlett and all them were in the in the in the um, firing line and the tr- scoring tries left, right and centre. Two thousands, two thousands day when you it well, didn't have to be a final, like midweek game, like, you know, it, it, round robin games will be sold out. Sold out. And I love what you said about Carlos, mate. The the, the knee. The knee kick, you know, he's a, he's inventing He's invigorating. He makes you, you know, on the edge of your seat just watching, mate. And that's what they did back then. The Blues, an outfit full of absolute superstars in the Crusaders, mate. So absolutely pumped for this weekend, Louis. Well, this is seriously the closest we've had. 
this is the, the more, in more than a decade and a half, maybe two decades since the Blues and the Crusaders have had teams this strong equally. Well, since that game, really, 2003. It's been a long time since our two biggest rugby uh, regions have had a team that are comparable. The Blues have been dormant, and now I'd say they are favourites going into this weekend. Well, definitely favourites at home. Yeah. Uh, a massive crowd there would turn up, and they've got Bowden Barrett playing some of the best rugby of his life. The greatest win of all time, the Blues winning Trans-Tasman, A, from Rob on double eight, double three. <laughs> yeah, righto. Righto, Rob. Righto, Bob. 20 away from seven. All righty. Keep, 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 keep it coming, Bob. Keep, keep, keep it, it coming. coming. Keep it coming, Bob. <laughs> Give us a call. 0800-150-811. We've got these health theories packs with Chemist Warehouse to warm you up this winter. We've also got Quizzy Dag coming up after this. 0800-150-811. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Come on. There is a you. trip to the Boost Mobile Goldie 500. All you got to do is win Quizzy Dag and then Willamette Travel might be hooking you up with that trip over there. We've also got a $50 TAB bonus bet. So if you want to have a punt on the Blues this weekend, give us a call. 0800 150 811 away from 7. Quizzy Dag after this. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go go. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to go to Ed, who is on his third phone because he's lost two phones this morning. Ed from Tolaga. What's going on, brother? Oh, bro. My mate was so disappointed. Don't worry, Chucky. Crusaders this week. Cut it yes. out, Ed. Cut it out. Yes. Good boy, Ed. Good I'm going to take the first hit up. I'm going to take the first hit up, boys. What's the question? All right. Here we go. Costa Rican goalkeeper Kayla Navas plays for which European powerhouse? Real Madrid. Hey, poor, poor, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't lose this phone, okay, Ed? Have a good day, brother. We're going to go to David from Palmy. Uh, good morning, boys. Um, good morning. Could it be Barcelona? Hey, poor, poor, bro. Oh, it's not Barcelona. Sorry. We are going to go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Oh, morning, morning. Morning, morning. Costa Rican goalkeeper. Plays for which European powerhouse? Oh, is there a clue on that one, boys? Uh, Eiffel Tower. Oh, PSG. PSG is correct. Question number two. 
which Central Pulse player has announced they will not return to the Premiership winning team next season? Is it uh, De Bruyne? De Bruyne? No. No, it's not De Bruyne. Sorry, mate. Have a good day, Jade, bro. Appreciate it. Luke from Dunedin. Morning, Luke. Morning. Morning. How are we? We are on fire this morning. Which Central Pulse players announced they will not return to the Premiership winning team next season? Aliyah Dunn. Aliyah Dunn is correct. Question number three. Who will ref? Who will ref the Super Rugby final this weekend? Ben O'Keefe. He's on a roll. He's on a heater. He's going to be outstanding this weekend, I feel. He's going to be on fire. Yes. Question number four. Kindness, kindness. <laughs> Which New Zealand rugby great has ownership shares in the world's fastest horse, Nature Strip? Steve Hansen. Steve rolling in it, Hansen. How good. Handsome fella. <laughs> Question number five to win, Luke. Go on the draw. Oh. Which key, which newly named Kiwi shares a name with the world-beating soccer player? Ronaldo Malik oh, It is so good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. You smacked it, brother. You smacked it. Well, we'll, take done, we'll take that one. You take that, mate. You're in the draw. You're in the draw. Again, probably. Thank you. And a little $50 TAB bonus bet. And a little $50 TAB bonus bet for the Troubles. Christmas is coming early. We're not going to go. I'm going to go for Crusaders Blues draw. (laughs) 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 Spoken like a man from Dunedin. Get off the fence. <laughs> Sp- spoken like a man. Mellow draw. Mellow draw. Oh, that'll be deflating. Uh, Elliot Dixon got that ball down, eh, Luke? Oh, 100%. Easy. <laughs> that was easy. He slammed it down. Nine away from nine away from seven this morning. Day, probably can't remember. <laughs> That's Luke. Luke from Dunners getting up for Quizzy Dag. Well, thanks to Willem and Travel. He's now in the draw to go to the Goldie 500 every morning. All you got to do is give us a call at the same time. Danny. Danny was next, and he has a new caller. So we'll get Danny, ring up next uh, tomorrow morning, mate. Get you on the, on the show. We'll give get you on the quizzy dag. We'll give you a crack, Danny. Thanks for giving us a call. Everybody who plays, $50 TB bonus bet to Luke. And after this, wow, Kempi's promised a big one. He's off the back fence. <laughs> The Back Fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, boys, the Kiwis are coming home, and I don't know about you, but I can't bloody wait. Give it to him. Yeah, give him a taste. Give it, give it, give him a taste of Kiwi. Yeah. You know it, Louie. And what I have to say is I was quietly surprised to see the makeup of the team and thought that the balance across the board was pretty good. Our middles look solid. And James Fisher-Harris, Jesse Bromwich, Joseph Tapene and Moses Liotta, who are among the best in the game at the moment in their respective clubs. Our edges are solid. Is he solid? Joseph Manu, Peter Hiku, Jordan Apana, and Ronaldo Mulitalo. 
Um, add Britton Nakura and Kenny Bromwich to the mix, and we have guys that are going to ask plenty of questions of the defensive line out wide. But to round it off, have a look at this spine. Jerome Hughes, Melbourne, thought he was more important to sign than Cam Munster. Well, Dylan Brown, outside him, tough, speed to burn, and knows where the try line is. To Mighty Martin, hell, he single-handedly turned Brisbane season around. And to cap it off, Brandon Smith, yes, the cheese, always nearly the best player on the field when he pulls on the coveted black jumper. I don't know about you fellas, but I'm a little bit excited rolling into this match against Tonga. Yeah, give him a taste of Kiwi. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, you got me excited, Kempe. Give me goosebumps. I sent you that squad um, yesterday after the name. I said, Uncle, this is... This has got me so excited about Kiwi uh, Kiwi Rugby League, mate. It is just, you know, for weeks and weeks we've been talking about the Warriors and you kind of lose sight of, of the Kiwis that are playing in the NRL and how much actual talent we have. And then they unveil this team and you're like, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. How many Warriors players? Well, only only one, the one. They normally the they one. normally um, populate the team too, the Warriors, but not this time. You know, the thing is he... I, I had a look at it, and normally you have a look at the spine first and first up, yep. and you're always going, "Oh man, only if we had this bloke," you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the first time ever, I've got to say, ever that I've looked at a, t- a, a Kiwi yep. team and gone, "Man, this has got to be our best ever spine." Yeah, man, I, I'm a, I agree. I totally agree. Unc. I, I looked at that, and I just can't see any like sort of weakness in any sort of position. I just see everything's so much talent and. Superstar factor all over it, mate. I can't wait to watch this game. Taking on Mukmatonga. Yes, go the Kiwis. How good. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Brentley Romine. US Golf Open's coming up shortly, and then we'll back back to this. Lots of teams have been named. Silver Ferns, the Māori All Blacks, the Kiwis. There's lots happening. Back shortly is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping. Relief to Nurofen, available at Chemist Warehouse from $13.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Shaping and building New Zealand. Love Thank it. you to Kubota. Thank you, Kubota, a big supporter of our show, and uh, we appreciate it. Big hour ahead, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SNZ. It's Thursday, the 16th of June. It's just after 7 o'clock. We've been talking some super rugby. We're off the back fence with that impressive Kiwi side that was named yesterday. And, wow, if that doesn't excite you, nothing will, mate. It is stacked. I'm going to read a few texts on the Temper Bedpost text machine. A fatal, a fatal sawalo broke my heart in 99. 
Hardy at Tony Brown's fizzled out. That is from Cody. That is Cody's from Cody from Dunners. Wow. That was uh, Brian Lee Ma on the right side of Fatu Sawalo. Put an absolute chip in. Goldie, the golden one, couldn't catch him and got to got the treats in the end and yeah, broke a lot of hearts down there in Dunedin. Crusaders getting the job done. Another one. Boys was in London in 2009, so jumped on a plane to Pretoria and went to the Chiefs versus Bulls at Loftus. Amazing atmosphere. And Mills Mulyana scores under the post first, and we are dancing in the stands, giving it to the Saffirs. But by the end, we were looking for the exit with the Chiefs losing 61-17. Wow. 61-17. Joe, great message, mate. Great text message. Great weekend ruined. And uh, another one quickly before we get off to Brentley. Good Morena team. Best Super Rugby final memory is the James Kerr chip and chase made better because I played in the Ellesmere versus North Canterbury South Bridge Shield match and we beat North Canterbury for the first time in ages. Celebrated hard. That is from Good Mark. Work. From Tauranga, yep. James Kerr, 1998, breaking the Blues supporters' hearts. So keep those messages coming through on the temper bedpost text machine, please. Uh, we're going to talk some US Open golf. We've got Brentley Romine on the on the show, and he's going to um, have a wee chat to us about the golf with a bit of taste of the LOV Tour, lingering but a rallying fight back by the PGA Tour. Thanks. To Justin Thomas and Roy McIlroy, it is now the US Open's time to produce a memorial, memorable golf tournament amid the most uncertainty golf hasn't faced in decades. With stars of the LRV Tour Show on the ground and Brooklyn, tensions seem high and that's before anyone has teed off. Brentley Romina is an uh, excellent writer for the Golf Channel and NBC Sports. He's with us again now. Hey Brentley, hopefully I pronounced your last name right, mate. Apologies if I haven't. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, mate. Hey, uh, what's been the star attraction so far for the U.S. Golf Open? Well, you know, I, I, I think there, there's probably several answers to that question. Uh, I mean, when, when we started the week on Monday, I, I think Phil Mickelson and obviously the Live Golf were, were kind of kind of center stage. But I think as the week has gone on, it's gotten more to the golf, gotten more to this national championship. And so now it's just, uh, you know, who's going to win? I mean, you got several great players, you know, John Rahm, uh, Justin Thomas coming off PGA win. Um, but I, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, maybe just trying to take a collective, you know, breath of air and, uh, you know, deep breath and maybe try to move on from live for a week. And uh, let's, let's get this U S open going. Yeah. So you, you get a sense. I was listening to uh, hearing uh, Brooks Kepka's, uh comments the other day. You get a sense everyone's had enough of the, LIV, PGA Tour kind of chat. It's time to move on and just look and focus more on just on golf, you know, golf as a whole. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, let's be honest. I, I think uh, this isn't the first time that Brooks has, has been mm. a little testy. And, uh, but I, I, I definitely see where he's coming from in this case because these guys have, have answered these questions for months. And, um, you know, from the other side of the coin, though, they, they haven't really provided any answers. Some guys have been vague. You've had others like Bryson who have said one thing and now have done another by, you know, signing with the Lib Tour. Um, and I, I think it's just one of those things where there's just so, so many rumors flying around, so much uncertainty. And even with one Lib event in the books, uh, I still don't think people really have any answers about what's going to happen moving forward and what the PGA Tour does. I mean, we already heard today that the uh at least for the foreseeable future the usga will 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 not ban you know players who compete and live from 
from the U.S. Open. So, um, you know, we know that. But other than that, I think, you know, there's still a lot of people in the dark and there's a lot of things being said and you don't know what's true and what's not. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I don't blame Brooks for, for being that way. But, um, you know, it, it's certainly kind of in his character to, to do that anyways. Hey, Brinley, just talk to us a little bit about the country club at Brookline. Which, which players are going to enjoy playing on the course, do you think? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a weird situation in that you know it, it obviously has the name recognition over here in the states and really worldwide, um, but it hasn't hosted that many U.S. Opens. I mean, it's hosted two U.S. Opens. I mean, obviously the famous one back in 1913, but then 1988 was the last time we've been here for a U.S. Open. Uh, I think this is like the 15th overall USGA Championship, so a bit of an unknown for most of these guys. Um, I think. Uh, Obviously, Matthew Fitzpatrick won the last USGA event here back in 2013 when he won the U.S. Amateur. So he has kind of some local knowledge. Scotty Shuffler and a few other guys played in that amateur as well. Um, but I, I think it just it, it, it kind of bodes well, as with any U.S. Open venue, um, for, for guys who play well tee to green. I mean, I, I always argue that when you get on these classic courses like a wing foot, like a country club, um, you know, the greens are so slopey and there's so much little intricacies to them that it kind of levels the playing field. So the great putters aren't going to make as many putts and the bad putters are still going to miss a lot of putts. Um, so that that really places more of, of a heightened, heightened emphasis, um, even compared to most tour weeks for a guy like a Will Zalatoris who strikes it well. He's currently leading the tour in strokes gain approach, um, you know, top 10 at strokes gain tee to green, a guy maybe lesser known like Corey Connors, uh, who's just an absolute flusher, um, you know, and, and some of those guys, JT, uh, John Rahm, guys that, that really strike the ball well. I mean, that's that's going to lend itself uh, to, to being competitive this week. Uh, we're having a chat to Brentley about specific. If you've got any questions, give us a text on double eight double three for Brentley, and he'll ask uh, answer those questions for you on double eight double three. Heading into the U.S. Golf Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, Brentley, just just leading into this competition, Roy McIlroy coming off that great win at the RBC Canadian Open, so he's carrying a lot of form. He had Tony Finau second outright, Justin Thomas just uh, wavered towards the end, mate. So those players will be there or thereabouts. Is there anyone else that we could potentially keep our eye on that has been tracking in the right direction uh, heading into this? Yeah, so I, I would actually, I think I'm the only buddy or only person here that uh, isn't really high on. Rory this week um you know yeah he, he he's historically I, I or I guess recently um you know these last handful of years hasn't been a very good wedge player and last week in Canada he kind of bucked to that trend but I, I still have to see it more from him I have to see it more consistently and uh these are small greens these are greens that aren't going to be easy to, to hit and get the ball close even from 150 yards in so I'm not sold that that Rory can can continue that solid wedge play. Um, so some other guys that I point to uh, besides the three that you just said, uh, Scotty Scheffler still comes to mind. I mean, he's, mm. he's won a bunch this year already, won the Masters. But just kind of the, 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 the well-roundedness of his game and his ability to, to have a really good short game, um, you know, that's – again, guys aren't going to hit a lot of greens this week. And you're going to be, uh, you know, hitting out of this kind of tricky rough. And there's some different lies that you can kind of get yourself into. The, the bunkers, you're not going to get quite as much spin um, out, of, out of them because of the type of sand. And I think Scotty's kind of well-equipped. Uh, and he has kind of the mental fortitude, too, where he doesn't really take himself that seriously. 
to be able to play well, uh, you know, at a at a very tough test uh, like we're going to see this week. And um, Zalatoris is a guy who is one of the favorites, and right rightfully so. I just talked about him, and then a, another guy, uh, and it's not going to be that surprising, um, but I really think John Rahm's going to have a great week. And the reason I say that is, you know, we talked earlier about Brooks, you know, seeming a little irritated. You know, that's kind of been John Rahm's mo in, in his last handful of pressers and kind of in recent history in terms of um, he, he kind of gets a little irritated sometimes when people ask him about, you know, maybe his putting or you know something that he doesn't like. Well, this you know, this week he fielded a lot of questions about Liv, a lot of questions about Phil, and it, he seemed very calm, very collected didn't really get, um, you know, irked. And uh, I, I think that might bode well. He might be in a really good spot mentally. And uh, so this, that's why I think he's going to have a great, uh, you know, great week. I know Izzy likes a couple of those names that you're throwing out there, uh, Brentley. Hey, what about the crowds? You know, uh, the fans, are they going to be well-behaved this week? What do, what do we expect from the from the sidelines? <laughs> well, I don't know how much you know about Boston sports fans, but uh, you know, they, they, they can get a little rowdy. But I, I think, uh, you know, because this is more of an individual game, uh, you know, I, I think they'll be very supportive. Maybe not quite as bad as the New York fans that we've seen, uh, you know, especially at the PGA a couple or a couple years ago. Uh, but I, so far, they've been good. I, I think the surprising thing is how supportive they've been uh, for guys like Phil. Uh, someone asked Phil on, on Monday if he was going to be upset if the crowd started booing him. And he kind of, you know, as he did with many of the other questions, kind of gave a non-answer. But um, at least in the first couple of practice rounds that he's played, he's, he's got a lot of cheers. Um, he's got a lot of people that seem to be kind of behind him in terms of the, the common fan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, crowds in, in terms of numbers, too, uh, uh, looks pretty healthy out there. Uh, and uh, I, I think uh, I think it's going to be a good uh, good stage. They'll be a bit tired, mate, trying to get their Boston Celtics uh, NBA team uh, back to yeah, well, level level they, the score. They, they may be in a bad mood on uh, you know <laughs> after after tomorrow night. So, uh, so nah, come Friday, on, then. come uh, on, Boston. Maybe <laughs> maybe get back to me on Friday. They, they, they might be a little angry. <laughs> All right, all right. Hey, um, just want to ask you about Mito Pereira, mate. Obviously, what went on in the PGA and just what it transpired on that final hole. Um, do, you, do you feel like, is there much expectations on him? Um, obviously, he was pretty unknown oh, for, for the most golf fans around the world, but going into that final round of the PGA and did what happened. Can we have any expectations for him to get back to, to maybe in contention? Yeah, well, f- first off, I, I, I think you nailed that... Uh pronunciation I, that that was that was very very Sorry. impressive but, uh, <laughs> no no you did it was it was great um but uh <laughs> no i i i think so um a, a couple of days ago I, I saw a tweet i think it was will haskett who's a pretty good follow on twitter he's he's really data driven and he uh he kind of went back through some of the recent u.s open winners and kind of what their stats looked like in the month leading up to their win and he kind of found out that at most of the venues, the guy who ended up winning the U.S. Open was positive in strokes gained tee to green by at least two shots um, over the field. And entering this week, um, you know, using that sample, there's nine guys. And some of them are obvious, like Zalatoris, Rory. I think Rahm is one of them. But uh, Mito's one of those guys. He's, he's one of those nine. And, you know, I, I think he's still kicking himself after letting the PGA slip through his fingers uh, last month at Southern Hills. And, 
but I, I don't think this is a guy who is, is a flash in the pan. I, I think we're going to see him in these major championships contend more often. And it, again, he's a great ball striker. Ball strikers always, you know, fare well at, at these things. And um, looking at his results, I mean, he's basically hasn't finished outside the top 25 since the players. Uh, so he's playing well. He's got he's got the pedigree. I think he's a little bit more motivated. He knows what it feels like to stand on the 18th tee with a lead on Sunday of a major championship. And uh, I think maybe this time he won't uh, he won't make a mess of it if he puts himself in that position again. Romane, Romane. He got, got it right. <laughs> Have I got it right? No, I'm, I'm not French. It, it's technically Romain. But, uh, oh, but uh, close so, enough. I, so I kind of like Romain. It, it's it's a little sexy. No one even knows. The boys <laughs> in the back room are trying to correct me, and they don't even know. So give yourselves an uppercut, you two. Gosh. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You, you, I, there, there's not too many Brentleys, so you could just call me Brentley. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Keeping... Awesome, Brentley. Hey, thanks a lot for coming on this morning and sharing your vast knowledge of what's going on uh, in the golf world this week. I just want to, just before we let you go, get one... Uh, quick little tip from you. Boston, by how many? The Celtics, Wait, by how oh, many? Uh, Celtics, by... I, I, I think they lose tomorrow night. So, uh, no! But I, 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 I got my eye on the uh, uh, hockey. I'm from Florida. I'm a big Tampa Bay Lightning guy. Game one tonight uh, against the Avalanche. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in full hockey mode right now. Well, golf, golf and hockey mode. Good hey, man. Brindley, Brindley, Brindley. Ryan Fox, can he win? <laughs> Ryan Fox, I, I love his swing. I, I love his swing. Um, he's just an absolute bulldog. Um, he could. I mean, he's he's a he's a bulldog, and uh, bulldogs tend to play well at U.S. Open. So uh, don't don't be shocked. Brilliant, Brentley Remind. Brentley Remind. Appreciate you coming on the show. You champion. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for joining Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Take care and and all the best. All right, guys. See you soon. Thank you. Very good. Brilliant. Is, I'll tell you what, you go back and have a listen to that, you've got a decent multi to put on that golf. Mm. The names he was throwing out, they were all your names, mate. McElroy, eh? McElroy. Yeah, th- that's what they said last time, the PJ. <laughs> all the flushes, all the strikers. Say every week. <laughs> and little oh. old JT came through. I'll tell you oh. what, if you go to tab.co.nz, they're doing a bonus back. So you can place, you put a $50 or less um uh, outright pre-tournament winner bet on and if your player doesn't win but finishes top 20 you get your money back so I've just had 50 on Cam Smith at 21s because when Cam Smith wins a major and he will I refuse to not be on him I don't want to not be on Cam Smith the day he wins a major so pretty much every major he plays on for the rest of his life I'm having a, until he gets one I'm having a bet uh, and Danny Lee is he Ryan Fox but Danny Lee's back remember when he six putted about three two years ago mm. and he and he had that blow up and then he smashed his uh, club into his bag and hurt his wrist he I saw he landed in Boston and he said on his Instagram no six putts this week I promise <laughs> yeah yeah I can understand his blow up I'm about to have one in a minute um no so <laughs> <laughs> joking wait look at the next to win a major and they're born after the 90s there's a the list Zalatoris, Cantlay, Sam Burns, who's playing extremely well at the moment. Victor Hovland, you got Tommy Fleetwood, Cameron Smith, Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley hasn't won a major yet. Joaquin Neiman. So there's some guys out there that were born after the 1990s that are on, you know, 
potentially could could win a major. It's going to be interesting to watch this one, mate. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I can't go past Rory McIlroy. If you look back, oh. if you look back at the form. <laughs> okay, Kimpy. Don't All right. stop him, Kimpy. Okay, don't. Stop. I'm telling you. Right, I'm you telling you. If you're looking back at the form, Kimpy, you form would jump. Man. You would jump on him. Golf form man. Who do you? Tell you, your nosebleeds. Well, you're one. On, you're one from one with the majors how many so far. You, how many? How many? How many? What are you on? You're one from one. No, we have no one else picked JT. So you're the one to follow. I after. did. I did. Eight bucks. I got him out oh, on the final yeah, day. Final <laughs> day. I mean, there you go. I reckon. I reckon you look at your top five. Boys, we need to shoot off because after this, we've got a huge job, and we need the help of everybody on double eight, double three in the Kennard Tire phone line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Yesterday, we missed the show. Because the All Whites were too busy getting robbed in Doha. So today, our great All Black selection, we have to do two positions at once. We're picking the midfield pairing after this. The midfield pairing after this. We'll announce who's playing first five and pick 12 and 13. So get your thinking caps on. We need your help on double. It's time for the great selection. It's Izzy and Kempe's All Blacks 23. Oh, I tell you what, this job's kind of got a little bit easier now we actually have a squad to work with, but we're picking out All Blacks 23 and we're only a couple of weeks away from the first test against Ireland. We'll talk more about that in the coming few days. But who plays first 5-8 in this team? You're selecting with us. Iconic piece of commentary. Actually, don't let Smithy hear that. But <laughs> I got goosebumps, mate. What about speed to burn? Speed yeah. to burn the boy from the coast. Show it. Oh, and I tell you what, Izzy. Yeah. He was landslide. Like no offense to Richie Wong, he had two votes. One of them was mine. Uh, but Bodie, he was landslide. Like we're talking ninety-eight percent. So there you go. Juicy, juicy matchup this weekend, mate. Two of the best going at it. R- uh, Bodhi v Richie Moanga. Ooh, man. Okay, all right. Good. We've got 90 seconds here, boys. Okay. We're going to rip yep. through them. Centre pairings. Izzy, you go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. <laughs> I'm going to start at the centre. I'm going to go uh, Rico Yuani. He's <gasps> going to be starting at centre for me. Um Look, he's just actually proved me wrong in the last year or so, <laughs> mate. I, I said he wasn't a centre, but he has done... He has defined his game. He's changed his game. His ability to beat defenders on the inside. He always got on the outside break. Now he has been them on both sides. So he, he's got you know made his game there. His distribution's getting better. He's able to set up his outsides and, and score with Talia and, and Caleb Clark and AJ Lamb. So here's my centre. Uh, second five. Oh, this is a hard one, but I'm going to go with my heart and my head. I'm going to give this guy a chance. He's going to have an opportunity in that first test. David Harvilli. David Harvilli at 12. So 12, David, Rico Senna. You, Uncle? Oh, yeah, I like Rico. I, I agree with you. Senna, I think he's, his game stepped up, having Roger on the inside of him this year. And uh, mm. people are going on around him passing that ball, you know, getting tackled a lot last year. I think he, he's learned from that. Yep. Mate, I'm, I'm going to stick with Geordie Barrett at number 12. Ooh, yeah. And the reason, oh. I, the reason I want to stick with Geordie Barrett at number 12 oh is they need some aggression across the board. And if you get uh, Rico and Geordie at 12 and 13, you got some size and some mean dudes in the middle of the park. Ooh. 
And I and I reckon if the selectors are listening, mate, pick those two. 12 13. There you go. Okay. Geordie and Aussie. Rico from Kempe. Is he Crawfords? <laughs> <laughs> is he you have gone Davey H and Rico at center. Oh, I love it, boys. Um yeah. I I love I love giving David Harvey another crack. I don't think I don't think it's fair to rate him on what was happening at the end of last year, and I yeah. think he deserves another crack. But I don't think I think Jack Goodhue's your first centre's name on paper, and I don't know what position he plays. So I think Jack, but for me, Jack Goodhue's the starting centre, and I think he's come back just as good from where he left off before that knee injury. So double eight, double three. We're doing your centre pairings today for the great selection. We head to Instagram and go to SNZ underscore Radio, and you can nominate. How this works is the names with the most votes. The name with the most votes fills our spot. So far, we'll give you an updated team list tomorrow to end the week, but we're talking centres. Who's playing outside Bowden Barrett and Aaron Smith? It's 29 away from 8. We'll get to some of your messages after the news with Aroha for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. SNZ, we are 27 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Going to talk community rugby and a man who has refed 350 Prems games in the county Monaco, county's Monaco region in not too long. What an incredible achievement that is. We're going to talk to Doug Howler, a legend of the sport, up after 8.30. We're going around the grounds a little bit earlier today and you're more than welcome to get involved on the Kennard Tire phone line at 0800 150 811. Gee, there's been plenty of news going around. Uh, I tell you what, Michael Bracewell getting COVID overnight in the Black Caps camp is not ideal. Gary Stead, front of media, spoke about that. He also spoke about Neil Wagner and where he's sitting. It's always hard when you you have to leave a player like Neil Wagner out. Um, we looked at the balance of, a, of our side and, and just felt that um, Matt Henry and the way that he'd been bowling through the tour was a guy that we felt we couldn't leave out of the team as well. I hear that, but you have to play Neil Wagner, and I think we've realised that. I'd be shocked if he didn't play in this third test. Baz getting a couple up on us. Shane Van Gisbergen is going to come back and partake in Rally New Zealand. How cool is this? For all you petrol heads out there, Shane Van Gisbergen's a guy who has never, ever stayed in his one discipline. He loves it. So getting him over here for the rally is very exciting. James McDonald, different sort of horsepower, was riding more winners at Royal Ascot last night. He is 100% the best jockey in the world. And Brentley Romine joined the show. He's an expert golf rider for Golf Channel and NBC Sports. And you think Phil Mickelson might be taking some heat after the LIV golf situation. Well, Brentley told us otherwise. I think the surprising thing is how supportive they've been uh, for guys like Phil. The first couple of practice rounds that he's played, he's he's got a lot of cheers. Um, he's got a lot of people that seem to be kind of behind him in terms of the common fan. And if you missed that chat with Brentley, head to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on Instagram, uh, sorry, on our podcast channels, and you can catch that. There's so much going around in the sporting world. Um, and Jonty from P Naughty, Izzy on double A, double three. This is a bit of you. <sighs> I've done, this is a bit of me, and I said after the last, I'm going to step away from this. Colin Morikawa, on my TAB receipt, he's due for a win. Jonty from P Naughty. Jonty, I backed him the last couple of weeks. I backed him when he won the Open, so look, I, I was trying to stay loyal. Hold the line. Just, yeah, I don't want to have to stop him again. So that's a great shout from uh, Jonty, appreciate it. Another one from Brett, on with Tony Fino. At 31s, Foxy 650 for top 20. 
already on him at 3.30 for top 40. There you go, Brett. And he's got Quinn and Reeks in the midfield. Yeah, Quinn Tupai is um, another you know candidate for that 12 position. And number, another message here from Richard uh, Kempe. You want to read that one up? The one from Richie? Yeah. Yep. I'm just saying, speak yep. into your microphone. Yeah, I am. Where Where is it? Turning up on the 2000, that one? <laughs> Lance, Richard, oh, Lance. Here we go. <laughs> right, at, right at the you top. Here we, here we go. Yeah, sorry, fellas. I'll just put my glasses on. Just to wait on a sec. <laughs> Lance, RTS would have been good to see at the back of the, that oh. spine. Oh, tell me about it. Honestly, can, tell me can about we it. Spine we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the coaching setup can get the boys to express themselves constructively and clin clinically. Big, but you're dead right, Richie, because that's my only question: is how do, how does Madge get himself back up after losing his job? Uh, may take a game or two to get um, get it going properly. Madge has plenty of time on his hands for planning, <laughs> mate. Yes, he does have plenty of time on his hands for planning. The, the the good thing about it, it's World Cup year, and if that's the type of team we're taking to the World Cup, we're a chance. Mm. That's a great shout, hey, about Madge. I was listening to him on the news. And uh, talking about the emissions, obviously, with Sean Johnson, probably the biggest one. And, you know, yeah, look, there's quality players and, and he wasn't playing well. So that this decision was quite simple in the end. But, yeah, it was um, be interesting to see if Madge can inspire that team. He's got the, the firepower where they can get in there and, and give the good game plan, eh, Louis? Well, you're going to hear him today, 10 a.m. with Smithy. Yeah, great. great. How does this for a get from uh, Smithy? This is awesome. Madge is going to be on with the doyen, and 100% he'll get a grilling. He'll say, hey, you've had a rough NRL season. What makes New Zealanders, what, what means that New Zealanders can have faith in you for this team? Which, on paper, Kempe, great point, has the quality that could win a rugby league world cup. Oh, look, I seriously think he has to put Stacey Jones in the coaching structure. Like, you know, Stacey, the, 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 we don't have enough Kiwi people coming through from our country mm. in the Kiwi structure. And Stace being an NRL coach currently, they should take him on tour. They should take Stace on tour. You know, you've got an iconic figure in there and someone to help help build that that understanding. See, I knew this as he, when Daniel Anderson coached the Kiwis and I was his assistant coach, um, the thing that he didn't have was the understanding of what that jersey actually meant to us, to us as yeah. Kiwis. And when you're an Aussie, you can't you can't understand that. So a great opportunity to put Stacey in the coaching structure. Beautiful. Yeah, or a guy like Stephen Kearney. I wonder where he's. Well, at. he should be the coach. Yeah, yeah. And you've said that before. Uh, Twenty-one away from eight o'clock. One last text. Is it you stew on this? And we'll get to it later next hour. From Ryan, you just think you stew on this one. And imagine Kempi asking this. Have you seen the Crusaders theme this week, Izzy? Or this year? Have you seen it, Izzy? Have you seen it? As he knows it, that's he's from, going that's in tomorrow. From, that's from Ryan. I don't know if Ryan's got the inside all, but you just stew on that one, is he? Ryan, do you know? Because <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm be completely honest. I actually don't. Well, Kempi will find out. He'll, he'll get his little... But I'm going to message him right now. Yeah, get his hard hat on. After this, we're going to talk community rugby, community sport. We absolutely love doing this. Nigel Bradley has refereed... 349 Premier Rugby games in wow. the counties. Now that, speaking of hard hats and earplugs and steel caps, mm. it's like being on a work site. That is incredible longevity. After this, we're going to talk to Nigel about how he's done it and why he still loves the game. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast.
You do the busy day. Leave the headache relief to Nurofen. Available at Chemist Warehouse from $13.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. We are a quarter of away from 8 o'clock this morning. There's so much sport going on. There's so much rugby going on, but we can't look past the community game, Kempe. Nah, and I've got a lot of time too for these guys that are out in the middle. There are a few, not just important, but crucial cogs to our sporting ecosystem in New Zealand and across any sport at any level one of them is refereeing often a thankless job in which the stress doesn't seem worth the love for the game eventually but for Nigel Bradley though he's found a longevity in his craft that is unrivaled actually it is this weekend when Nigel picks up the whistle for Karaka's clash with Potomohe he will ref his 350th Premier Rugby game just, just get that into your head 350 local games and in the, and out in the counties region. It could very well be a national record. I think it's more than a record. I think it would never be beaten. And Nigel's with us on the line this morning. Morning, Nigel. Good morning. Mate, mate, have you got a loose screw, loose screw somewhere? What's what's going on? 350 games. Like You just That's absolutely, insane. obviously love the game, refereeing the game. Tell, tell us how you got started. So um, I was playing at Massey University when I was down there and I hurt my shoulder pretty badly. I was in hospital for five days. Um, and the, the old man was a ref in my, in my earlier days and he sort of encouraged us to, to give it a go the following season and um, it turned out that I enjoyed it and I was reasonably good at it. So I've kept it on, kept it going. Mate, 350 games. Nigel, is he here, mate? I uh, love to have you on the, on the show, and, and well done on, on a stellar career and refereeing at Thank the you. moment. 349, chasing your 350th. Mate, have you got a couple of highlights throughout those 350 that really stand out for you? Oh, in club rugby, certainly my first um, premier final. Mm. Um, it was 2003. So uh, Waiuku and Pukekohe. So I live actually live in Waiuku, so it was a little bit of extra pressure as well. So um, I think um, Stephen Donald played in that oh. game as well. Did he? Did you get into him? He, he would have been. He would have been a grub. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he actually scored the winning try of the game, I think. Oh. And you didn't take it off him. Tuck and run. <laughs> So tell, so tell us about what's really interesting for 350 games, especially in rugby union, you must have an encyclopedia of rules. How did you keep up? Oh, look, no, it's, it's, you, you get the important ones. Like we have, we have a meeting regularly for training and um, we um, get trained by you know, sort of senior people, which I'm one of now, that um, – around what the rules are and we get experts in to tell us what the teams are doing and we're trying to do and and how to how to interpret the rules and and um make sure that we're current with them nice now what type of referee are you mate you love the whistle or you just like to let it flow and, and just open keep the game flowing and and nice and keep those cards away seen a lot of cards lately surely you you're keeping those in your pocket yeah, I've only a, only a couple this year, to be fair. Um, yeah, look, I don't shy away from issuing them if I need to, but try not to. Um, I've got a smile on my face a lot, so um, hopefully that diffuses um, some of what's going on. But, yeah, look, I prefer to be the 31st player on the field, but sometimes you, you can't. You've, you've got to step in and do what's required for the game. 
Yeah, beautiful, mate. Oh, look, you're, I'm, you're I'm not a school teacher. Sorry. <laughs> you're not a school teacher, mate. You're just keeping the game flowing and, and uh, you know, trying to keep the excitement factor there. Mate, before we let you go, if you were able to sell it to a young referee coming up, um, you know, if you want to uh, embrace them to give it a go and give it a crack, because let's be honest, without referees and guys like yourself that give up your time, mate, you're a volunteer pretty much, and you're giving up your Saturdays to go along and, and referee these games. Without you, we wouldn't have the game. So if you're trying to sell a... Uh, to be you know, a refereeing job or an opportunity to young kids coming forward, would you say? Oh, look, there's definitely a career path um, mm. if you're good enough. But even even if that's not your but it's about um, staying involved in that, in that game that we all love. And it's the best seat in the house. You turn up, you don't care who wins. Um, and mostly it's a really enjoyable day out. That's awesome, Nigel. Just one from me, um, Louis here, before we let you go. like we, we talk about it a lot, and you often hear the really nasty stories of referee abuse, and you know, mm. you're know you giving up your time, and then people that aren't paid for it as well. So many volunteers around the country. You've, you've refed this match in that one place in counties. Over the years to where it is now, do you feel like there is a respect for you out there from the spectators and the people around? Are you comfortable going out on a Saturday and refereeing? Oh, it's, it's- Oh, definitely, definitely. Like, it it started off, um, the comments were, bloody hell, ref. <laughs> now, then it went, oh, come on, Nigel. And now it, it's, oh, Nigel, or something like that. Everyone knows who I am. I get stopped <laughs> in the street, asked what um, what game I'm refing on the weekend. My wife just thinks it's hilarious that all these people know me. And often, <laughs> I honestly, I don't know who they are because I'm seeing 45 players and, a couple of hundred spectators a week. <laughs> yeah. But I, I got a little story for you. Last year, I was coming home from a game and I stopped to get a to get a pie on the way home after my game. And this lady Food saw me in my referee chair and um and paid for my my um my pie because she she appreciated the work that I've been doing in in, in rugby for so long. So that was that was a pretty cool moment actually. Oh, oh. how good! I don't even know who she was. I honestly, I don't know who she was. Yeah, and how 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 good, mate? How good? And look, really want to. Um, we all do, mate. We want to congratulate you for for having the resilience to stick out three hundred and forty nine games, and hopefully you get through your three hundred and fifty this week, uh, Nigel. Um, we'll all know you. Don't worry about that. Everyone, in, everyone in every sport knows who the referee is. And I know you're good mates with your mate uh, this weekend, Ben O'Keefe. Just make sure yeah. that he gives the Blues all of the penalties. Got a few tips, <laughs> right. got a few tips for Ben O'Keefe. You phone him up. You phone Ben O'Keefe up. You tell him look after the Blues. Give him a pat on the, the back, mate. Give him a pat on the back. Right? Yeah. So he's, Crusaders he's, are coming. He's a good man. He, I, I interviewed him at our referees um, club last year, I think it was. So he's a good man. Good man. Yeah. Awesome, Crusaders Nigel. Crusaders Blues. Dog. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Awesome. Thanks, Nigel. Thanks for coming on, mate. All the best this weekend. Go out and have a good one. Okay. No worries. See ya. I reckon, boys, I reckon we'll talk to Nigel when he refs his 499th. Yeah, mate. He doesn't he sound, he doesn't sound, he, like, he he doesn't sound like he's stopping. No. Mm. Mate, that's honestly the hardest job in the world being a referee. Always said yeah. it. You, you can't win, you can't lose. Yeah, you know what I mean because you've got to have a winner and a loser and even if it's a draw they blame you both teams blame you so you're, ne- you're always copping it so to stick out for 315 games what a fantastic feat yeah 100% it sounds like his community's really got around him as well awesome to see well done that is such a great story congratulations uh, Nigel Bradley 340 
nine premier rugby games out in counties. Not out. What a champion. Not out. 100%. Seven away from eight. Harness racing is pacing for purpose, not far away. And we might also get a tail from the regions. Pay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. It's Harness Racing New Zealand Pacing for Purpose Season 2. It is Season 2 of Harness Racing's Pacing for Purpose. Now, we had a winner. Did we? I think. You tell us that we had a winner. You said I just backed that thing at fives on Friday night at oh, Alex no, Park. Oh, but, no, that was my own, mate. Oh! Yeah. Oh, side bit, Kim. Uh, side bit, Kim. I actually seen it. If you check our text messages, I seen your text and said, "Boys, I've got, a, I've got one for tonight. I'm going to back it." And no one came back to me. And I went, "Oh, okay." So I just backed it. Side bit, Kim. And I forgot all about it. I forgot all about it. I'm sitting up in, in Kerry. This isn't a laughing matter. And I turned my phone on and my bank account and look at just look at my TAB account and voila, voila, five dollars and paid voila, and came voila. in. Mm. Well. Mm. You know, the Child Cancer Foundation's involved here, Kempi. Just Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Side bet, Kemp. I thought we had a winner. That's all Talk right. Talk about side bets. What were you doing yesterday, side bet? Ah, filling up. Filling up. Uh, I'll tell you what we're going to have a fill up. This weekend, tomorrow night at Addington, hrnz.co.nz. It's where you find all the form. And for Child Cancer Foundation, we've got $50 on absolute dynamite. John Dunn, Robert Dunn, Jenna Dunn special. This thing was huge, parked last uh, If it can get across them or find the trail from six, Absolute Dynamite wins. I love this bet. I think it's a good bet. $50 on the nose. Absolute Dynamite. Tomorrow night at Addington for hrnz.co.nz. Izzy, you don't have side bets. No, no, no. No side bets here, mate. Absolute Dynamite. I might just stay off that because we need to win some more money for Child Cancer Foundation. Good work. <laughs> Louis, around the grounds with Rainbird coming up after eight. We want to hear from you. 0800-150-811. I'm going to go get myself another coffee right now. A McCafe one. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Vicks Vapodrops clears the nose and soothes the throat. Available now from 349 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ Thursday the 16th of June. The week is flying. Flies by when you're having a good time on SCNZ. Thanks to everyone that is tuning in. And if you've only just tuned in, that's okay. We've got podcasts galore on the SCNZ app. Head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and you'll hear all, our, all of our podcasts. We had some great guests on this week. And coming up, we've got a big guest. We've got Dougie Howlett at about 8.40ish this morning. 
lose an All Blacks legend leading into uh, the weekend's final, the Super Rugby Blues versus the Crusaders at Eden Park 2003, the last time these teams met in a final and the Blues getting up 21-17. Dougie Howlett was a part of that and uh, he'll join the show. Be awesome to chat to him. We're going to go around the grounds with Rainbird shortly talking all things sport and I just want to give a shout out to my sister, Makisha. Oh, thanks for tuning in, sis. Love having you listening on the airways and really just Give us a call, Makisha. I'd like to have a chat there. Yeah, Give us a call and grill me again. He's constantly <laughs> grilling me all week. All week. You know I what, said, you know I what I'm looking sis. forward to listening to, Izzy? Yeah. Is what that what she actually says when she does call up. Well, no, I don't want her to ring up. She's my <laughs> older sister. Man, she gave me some some hidings growing up anyway. <laughs> so uh, we, had a, we had a good little uh, battle, me and, my, me and my sister. But she's, she's given me a bit of stick. And I said, well... We try to get the pulse on, but they're all a bit tired and a bit sick after their final. So, sis, you have to wait. No doubt this hour we'll talk about some Silver Ferns, Commonwealth Games. Squad has been announced. We've got the Māori All Blacks. They've mm. been announced. The Kiwis outfit, the uh, the All Blacks. Mate, there's some, some, some wonderful news in the sporting world with uh, squads being announced, heading into some big tournaments coming up. But a huge hour. We'd love to hear from you on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Double eight, double three, or even better. Give us a call, 0800 150. 8 to 11. Let's go, Louis. Yeah, let's do it. Before we get into Rainbow, let's just get through these texts here because there's some absolute rippers. Um, turning up, this goes all the way back to the start. We're talking about the best Super Rugby finals ever. Turning up to the 2012 and 2013 final with no voice after absolutely giving it to Izzy and his mates the weekend before. Sorry, my cousin, up the mana, Brett <laughs> in Chiefsland. You've always said, Izzy, it was you, you know, the place you hated playing. Oh, mate, it was a difficult place to play. Uh, they were really vocal. Passionate, passionate as they come, the Chiefs fans, mate. The cowbells are ringing, and Brett, I know who you were, mate. I know exactly <laughs> where you were in those stands, and oh, you were a nightmare. They're all nightmares. Morning, team. The Super Rugby final will be a close game. So my tip for the weekend is a power play. Successful drop goal in the match, paying five bucks. Barry, now, Kempe, I love this, because it's not just about the Super Rugby final. What do we have in both pivot positions? We got the two options for the All Blacks number 10. I think that we probably know where it's going. But if Richie Mwonga and Bowden Barrett want to solidify or make a case for themselves, kicking a drop goal a year out from a World Cup and a big game, not the worst thing you could do. Well, he had a practice, he had a practice shot last week, didn't he, Bodie? Mate, he hit that thing from 45 metres out and hit the pole. You know, um, I looked at it and went, man... That's crazy. What a, you could kick it straight to him again like that. If they, if it's tight, look, I, I sort of got a feeling that the game isn't going to be tight. I think the Blues are going to win 13 plus. That's, that's, but that's my on, <laughs> honest opinion. That's my honest, dead set opinion. So you take that, you take that $5 Draw for a drop goal, it'll just add to the 20, 23 plus. <laughs> oh my gosh. You've said some outrageous things on this show before, but that is right out there. That is Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Alrighty, nine minutes past eight o'clock this morning. Uh, James is a bit fired up on the Warriors coach. And look, this is what happens, Kempe. Blood runs hot when you talk Warriors. Even when you haven't been talking about the Warriors, the blood runs hot. I remember, I remember I'll tell a little story about that. I remember, you know, going through 2004, we, you know, we got it all wrong. Players were unfit. And they were trying their hardest, you know, and we just couldn't get a win. And Ando decided to jump out 
and I'm left holding the, the, the oars and rowing the walker for the rest of the year. And every game, mate, you know, we started off well, got that win against Canberra, but every game we started losing. And the supporters, like you're in this box you've seen on TV is where the coaches' boxes. Well, I was the first coach in that box because the stadium had just been built that year. I was the first coach in that box. It was the worst place ever, mate. Because every game, every game, you'd finish the game and the supporters would turn up and look around you in this big glass box and you can't go anywhere. And they're giving it to me, mate. (laughs) Throwing things at the glass, giving all sorts of hand signals. And I used to sit there and go, man, I hope the kids aren't watching. (laughs) This is great. Because you have to wait for the security guard to come and get you to walk you down. So, mate, the the blood does run hot with the Warriors. Let me tell you that. And and that's that's okay. They, They love their team. You're not still in that box, are you? No, mate. <laughs> I'm in a new one. We're sitting here, right? It's full of glass, too. Thank God there's a door that's locked outside and they can't get in here. Oh, oh they would if they could. Uh, okay, all right, there we go. Double eight, double three. And actually, here we go. The, Ke- the Kenatai phone line is for you 0800 150 811. Doug Howlett's up after 8.30 today. We've just done a little bit of rejigging. But it means we're going to go around the grounds and you are welcome. It's an open invite to come around the grounds with Rainbird with us and pick some winners. Around the grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water. This is actually my favourite time of the week because it just goes head to head. Rapid fire. What results have we got coming up? What games have we got coming up? It's the intelligent use of water as Rainbird. And tonight at 10.45pm we get underway in the US Open at the Country Club in Massachusetts. If we could just reconfirm our top picks for the event. Kempe, you go first. You know where I'm going, mate. Boston's all day, even it up, taking a seventh game. The US Open, Kimby. Oh, US Open, Kimby. <laughs> 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 <Okay. laughs> sorry, sorry, boys, bit of dyslexia. I'm going with Rory McElroy. <laughs> Rory McElroy, nice, Uncle. Look, it was interesting, eh, that Brentley come on and said that he doesn't um, actually think that Rory will be in contention. Obviously, his wedge game's been a Bit of a miss uh, this year. Went really well at the RBC. Um, but, uh, yeah, interesting to, to, to hear him say that. It's news. For me, I'm going to throw a smoky gun for a – we love odds. A smoky gun. I like this guy. If he can keep his temperament in check, I think he'll go pretty solid. Tyrrell Haddon. Oh. Tyrrell, Tyrrell Haddon for a smoky gun, $91. <sighs> you just blew him out You just blew him out to 150 <laughs> <laughs> Tyrrell Haddon. But then I'm going to go with this guy. Yet to win. He's always been there or there about at the majors. U.S. Masters. Uh, the Masters last year was close. Uh, the PGA, he was, you know. Zalatoris. <laughs> Will Zalatoris. Yeah. There we go. Will Zalatoris, oh, yeah. $26. I reckon he's due. And yeah, I reckon he'll go... Yeah, pretty well this one. Love Bob it. I've gone from Colin Morikawa. Wow. He wins. I'm, <laughs> I'm on Cam Smith. Because I say, I cannot bear it if he wins a major in Rotterdam. All right, Kempe, stop stop driving your plane and flying your boat and stick with us, all right? <laughs> off the mark. Rebound Wiggins. Got three seconds to get a shot off. Wiggins to Paul. Paul gets it off in time. A total momentum shift in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Now, Kempe, tomorrow at 1pm, the Warriors and the Celtics. Game 6 at the TD Garden. 
I'm going the Blues by 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the Celtics, mate. I'm going the Celtics to even it up. Mm. All day. Man. I, look, I, I, I'm, I think I'm all Kempi. I think the Celtics will even it up. We'll go to game seven and Golden State will win it. I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a finals for the ages. Um, just hearing Clay Thompson, though, and his presser, mate, he can't wait to get to Boston. It'll be a cracker game. Yeah, no, they will. They want to get there. They don't want to take it back to the Bay Area at all. There's no way they want to go near it. They want to close it out. And fair enough, I'm actually going to say they will close it out. I think the Celtics are wobbled. I think the Celtics are really wobbled. Their offense has looked junk for long periods at a time. And if you can't score the way the Celtics move in threes and can kind of put the crank, turn the crank up on you, you can be in massive trouble. So there we go. Two votes for Boston, one for the Warriors. Chubik tries to go wide. Shao Robbins Vetti did a great job getting the ball to Tui. Ruby Tui in the corner. Individual brilliance from Ruby Tui. The freedom to chip kick over the top. She got the bounce and she dots down for something that she will be so proud of. There you go. On a roll. Ruby Tui, brilliance. The Black Ferns have been finding a little bit of something. And Saturday at 4pm, they play the USA woman looking to go three from three during this tournament at the Northlands Event Centre up in Whangarei. What do you got, Izzy? It's, yeah, I'm going Black Ferns, mate. They're just getting better and better every week. But it's cool to see. They've just bought out a Black Ferns woman-inspired um, uh, ad. Man, go watch it. It's spine-tingly. Man, just hearing these girls talk about moments, rugby. Um, and I just love it how they're getting the backing. Oh, they're getting the backing from the public. They sold out, mate. They sold out their last match. Um, where was that game last one? Can't remember. But anyway, sold out. Oh, outstanding. They're getting the following. Uh, it was in Waitakere Stadium. Sorry. Mm. So they sold that out. So they actually, yeah, it's getting a lot of hype about it, eh? So I reckon, yeah, Black Ferns will be too good. Maybe. 100%. On a roll. Stay with them. I think they run. I think they run the slate as well. They're looking very, very, very good. Those years ago. Look over here, Izzy. Don't look out the window. Look Super over here in the Super studio. 12. I can't even remember how long. That's how long ago it was. Super 12. Uh, the Blues, the last time. And all you Blues fans, your heads are out of the rocks. You know how I know that? Because you managed to open your laptop and buy the tickets. So I know you're listening. Kimpy, they're not going to win 13 plus. Do you, or do you genuinely no, believe no, that? No, seri- no, seriously. I've been following it and just putting it together in my head. Like, you know, 35 plus thousand people, you know, a couple of new All Blacks and what? I think they haven't lost the game. One game in like 400 matches. So, yeah, man, 20 plus. MP, <laughs> if they win 20 plus or even 13 plus, what should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, okay. even that's I'll how. See, I, if, if you said something straight off that, I would have, I would have, I sort of panicked a little bit. But see, even you're not confident, mate. I'm so. confident. I'm confident they won't. But I just want to know what. I'm, I'm happy to like. I'm happy to do a new run if you want me to. That's oh. not going to happen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gee. Okay. I don't know if we should be endorsing that at 17 past eight, but that's the way rugby players think. Is he? I. I. Oh, so Kimpy believes that. I genuinely. I had a mate had to do that. Is he on a Ranfilly mm. Shield challenge? When when Taranaki come up to play, you've told the story Auckland. on here. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. If said, are you allowed to rename? Said, him? <laughs> nah, I'm not. But he said Taranaki will never beat Auckland, and guess what? 
Taranaki beat Auckland and he had to do the nudie right through Eden Park. Well, I wouldn't go back and listen to the podcast from the day of the kickathon then. 17 minutes past <laughs> 8 o'clock. Uh, we're around the, going around the grounds of Rainburg. I genuinely believe that the Crusaders will win unders. I think it'll be a tight game. It'll be drizzly. It'll be, it'll be nice and in tight. And I just think our pack knows how to win games, is he? If, Crus- if it's raining, Crusaders win. Without a doubt. They're going to win unders. Kimby, the that Brumbies game was really concerning from a Blues point of view. The way that they relented over the last half an hour. You, you, how can you watch that and think... Saving themselves for this week. There you go. <laughs> There's a good text, Uncle. I'll even do that if they win by 20 plus. Get a... <laughs> Dang, you should get a tattoo. <laughs> blues chaps. It's like the Boston Celtics guy, eh? That went out and already, he's already got the 22... Um, tattoo on his arm, champions. Yeah. It won't happen. All right. Well, there's two votes for the Crusaders, one vote for the Blues. Last one to round us off for today, Warriors-Panthers, Saturday, 7.30 p.m., uh, Redcliffe. Now, we're going to do this a little bit different. I'm going to get you guys to set the points point spread because nobody's taking the Panthers. But if you were the TAB bookies, what would you have the points spread at? I'll start, and I'd have it at 37.5. Oh, yeah, I was going to say 41. Yeah, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. That aside, that aside, boys, I'm excited to see how Ronald Volkman goes. I'm, I would have waited. Like, yeah, yeah, I would have waited another week. Is mm. you know, just I, I don't know. You throw them in against the premiers who are like last week they were in second gear against Newcastle. You know, if they jump a gear, poor Ronald, mm. he'd be visiting McDonald's at the <laughs> end of the game. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know what you mean for sure. You you probably try and ease them in, but hey, we're at top grade. 100%. Top get, grade. Got to get out there. Get him in there. And I want to see what he's about. Yeah. There's no point well, There's no point trying to hide him. We, whoever he comes in and plays, eh, is he, they, they, mm. he's going to have a, a tough assignment. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, get out there, test yourself against Nathan Cleary, who's been you know, one of the be- best drum uh, Luai. Mate, let's, let's do it. <laughs> if Izzy's going to get a tattoo saying Blues Champs 2022, what are you going to do? Because... Like you, can't, you can't just go around claiming that the Blues are going to win 13-plus baselessly. It's not me. I'll tell you what I'd do. i get the, the satisfaction of watching us get that tattoo. So if they don't, <laughs> you've got to get Crusaders on you. Oh, come on. <laughs> Cut it ah, out. Cut wobbly. It out. Mm. Wobbly. Yeah, let me, th- oh. let, let me think of something. We'll come up with something tomorrow. Okay. Alrighty, 20 minutes past 8 What about this text from Mark? Someone wake Kempi up He's still asleep dreaming <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hard to know whether that's about the Blues the Blues 13 plus Or you trying to tell me that the Boston Celtics are going to win the US Open oh. 20 minutes past 8 this morning Here with Kempi's Warehouse Great savings every day after this It's Paulie Moati the party We'll work out some of those point starts And what the markets are saying For the footy this weekend Stay with us Doug Howlett up after 8.30 as well We've got a big show still to come Is in Kempe for breakfast Morning Plenty going on in the world of sport Including greyhound racing of course It's the great greyhound racing New Zealand charity run grnz.co.nz again for Child Cancer Foundation we are willing and wanting a top up so today at Addington race 7 go Hazel picket fence fawn line before got run down last start out of box 4 where it's never jumped before but look Gene and Dave Fahey do such a good job preparing theirs and there's been market support $3 into $2.70 very good signs race number 7 number 4 go Hazel at Addington today for 
our chosen charity, which is Child oh, Cancer yeah. right. Foundation. So oh. take that one. Take that one. Just like Ian says, Crusaders 1 to 10 at $3.10. Up the lads. Uncle has rocks in his head. Ha ha. <laughs> You've only just worked that out. Well done. I hate to know, what, he, hate to know what Ian says about me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Waitara boy. At least they know where Waitara is. That's the main point, Izzy. <laughs> Why is that a boy? Kempi has got rocks in his head. That's another, another one, Kempi. Oh, it's <laughs> another one. If he thinks it's a 20-point margin. The last time the Blues Crusaders met in Christchurch, there was a four-point margin. The Crusaders know how to win away from home four times. In fact, Auckland 98, Dunedin 99, Canberra 2000, Alice Park 2017. Carlos. Good stats from Carlos. 2022. Carlos from Park. <laughs> Rickard and Knights, good, good, good rugby league side. Paulie Mwadi's from tab.co.nz. Paulie, if Kempi's going to take the Blues 20 plus, 13 plus, 13 plus, is he going to have a good payday? Uh, well, if they win by 13 or more, yes, then he probably will. But um, there's a bit of water to go under the bridge before that happens, I'd say. Can you um, make a power play for Kempi 20 plus? Well, I think if you go to the alternate point start, you'll be able Ooh. to do that yourself. Oh, there we go. Um, let's see, where are we? Yeah, let's have let's have a crack at this. Uh, I've got the 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 actual um, winning team and margin. You take Blues thirteen plus, you're getting four dollars eighty. Um, I mean, you're giving money away, but <laughs> you're more than entitled to go and have a crack at it. You have power plays galore on here, Paulie. There's obviously lots to get into. Oh, there's plenty, yep. And there's a bonus back promotion on that Blues Crusaders final, as well as a same game claim promotion as well. Um, the Blues are now a dollar eighty, Crusaders a dollar ninety two, and I think we've finally found the sweet spot there. We've taken a bit of cash the Blues way at a dollar eighty. So when we initially opened, Crusaders are two dollars and five cents, way too generous on the Crusaders, and the South Island let us know that. The money came pouring in, but since the Blues have drifted out to a dollar eighty the money started to come for the home team. So I think that's probably where that head, head market is going to sit. Um, also, later on tonight, the 122nd US Open starts. And I can tell you, there's been a bit of support for a number of golfers in that outright market. Of course, we've got an enhanced bonus back golf promotion uh, on the outright winner in the US Open market. Just head to the TAB website to check out all the T's and C's. But We've had a $1,000 bet on Sam Burns at $26, Justin Ooh. Thomas at $15, Colin Morikawa at $15, Xander Schauffele at $21, Dustin Johnson at $21, uh, and Rory McIlroy at $11. Take now, that all day. I've done, a little, I've done a little bit of research, and I think I may have found one for <gasps> us here. Brooks Kepka, his oh. record at the U.S. Open, 2017, winner, 2018, winner. 2019, runner-up. 2021, fourth. He loves the US Open, but he has also changed some of his gear. He has been playing with the Cleveland uh, Thrixon ZX7 driver and the Z-Star Diamond Golf Ball. He's gone back to <laughs> Same as you, the Titleist Pro V1X and the TaylorMade M5 driver. That was the gear that he used to win a 2019 PGA Championship. He's paying $51 to win. And it's been played at Brookline. If ever there were some parallels, there are, some, there are signs that say that Brooks oh. Kepka is going to win at Brookline. <laughs> $4.33 for a top 10, Paulie. 
I love it. Oh, he loves it. Okay. Inspired me. I actually um I actually saw Izzy's golf kit in his garage. Actually, it's a pretty funny story. I don't know if I should read him out. No, I will. I will. You're in a good mood, eh, Izzy? Yeah. Yeah. I needed a, how's this, Paulie? I needed a rain jacket for the rugby on Friday night. And I said to Daisy, oh, do you have, do you reckon Izzy would have a spare rain jacket? She's like, oh, yeah, surely. Went into the, the garage to where the golf kit is. There's this beautiful Adidas golf jacket. Tag still on it. <laughs> so he can and take I, it back in three months. And I gave it to your friend too. And, he, and because he is the nicest bloke in the world, Mackenzie, my mate, because he got cold, the, he got real cold, so he was wearing it. And then Mackenzie was going to give it back, and as he's like, ah, you keep it. I was like, oh, clean it. It's got the uh, yeah. tag on it. No, it's good. not going to be missing, is it? So uh, it was so funny. But the golf kit in the garage, very impressive. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, right. the next mayor of Christchurch, is he, right. Dag? He's a man of the people. Oh, don't start. Hey, what about this one? Power play. Um, oh, I'm just trying to come back to the rugby. Cody Taylor, anytime try scorer. Now, this is a realistic power play. Cody Taylor, anytime try scorer. Crusaders win by 11 to 20. 12 bucks. Ooh. Huh? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's up out of his seat. Okay, Paulie, we've got to move on. Download your TAV app today. Cheers, boys. Go to your app store. Get your TAV app. Uh, that's a true story as well. Is he dig? Man of the people. He's not the next mayor of Christchurch. That's Matt Todd, but he might be deputy. 28 away from nine. Dougie Howlett, not far away. SNZ, we are 26 minutes away from 9am this morning. We've got so much coming up. And then it's Smithy, who's got a massive show. Madge Maguire included there. One text before we head off. I'm getting my Ryan Fox NBA Champions tat done right now, Kempe. That's from Robert on double eight, double three. Never misses an opportunity to get stuck in, does Robert. And we never miss an opportunity to catch up with legends gone before. Doug Howlett. I can guarantee a young Izzy Dag was imitating Doug Howlett when he was growing up as we all were. He's a legend. He's joining SCNZ Izzy and Kempe for breakfast after this. Yes, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. SCNZ has been a big show. We're 20 minutes away from nine before we cross over to Smithy. But right now we're going to talk some super rugby with an absolute legend of the game, the All Blacks Blues. Time for him at Cafe Coffee Catch-Up. For a Thursday, because when you think about that Blues jersey, there are a few people you envision in your head tearing it up. One of them, undoubtedly, is the tri-scoring machine. Dougie Howlett, a legendary Blues pl- a brother who played just shy of 100 times for the franchise and was part of the 2003 side, which bet the Crusaders in the final. He's been good enough to pick up the phone for a quick yarn this morning. Dougie, appreciate it, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Izzy. And look, uh, thanks for having me on. It's certainly bringing back some great memories of, uh, of years gone by. Mate, 2003, you were part of that game, 21-17. Mate, what are your memories from back then? Oh, look, obviously the final was, was a yeah. great memory, but uh, I distinctly remember the season itself. Yep. You know, we, we, had a, you know we, had a, we had a great year, um, enjoyable, smiles on our faces. Um, obviously, you know, success along the way, but, uh, you know, yep. that group of fellas, uh, you know, we're still in touch with now and uh, did a lot for, you know, that, that 2003 campaign led by uh, Peter Sloan. Hey, Dougie, the, the Blues side, mate, do they, do they excite you? And, and what about the naming of the All Blacks team? You, do, do, is there any names in there that you like? Yeah, look, firstly, uh, the, the Blues team does excite me and, and they have for the last few years. 
uh, obviously, yeah, you know, the, the, the talent available, the, yeah. the X factor, but, uh, you know, the fact that they're, they're sort of bringing that all together now in a, in a, in a, in a rounded offering, uh, that's the exciting piece. Um, and to, to the second part of your question, the, the All Blacks, uh, look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased they sort of, uh, they've named the team on form there. Um, you know, uh, they're giving players a chance and, you know, that's what the All Blacks are all about. You know, if you're performing, you, you get rewarded. Nice, Dougie, nice, Dougie. Hey, mate, you played the, the Crusaders a few times and you were lucky enough to get one uh, over them, and particularly in that final, mate. What, what is it about when, when you're facing the Crusaders back in your time that you kind of had to, to do during the week, even when you come game time, little things that you have to do, do 100% to get the job done over the Crusaders? Yeah, look, and, and I was probably part of a, a, a Blues team, you know, through the late 90s into that 2003 uh, you know, team and and the Crusaders were always you know keeping an eye on us, creeping yeah. up, improving, getting closer and closer. And it was only I guess until I, I sort of made that All Black team in 2000, where I was, I was rubbing shoulders with you know the the, the Justin Marshalls, the Mertz, uh, you know these the the, the, the Black Adders, um, you know the Reuben Thorn, where I sort of got a real insight into you know that that mentality of of that Crusaders team and. And what they did was they, they, they really thrived in that arm wrestle. You know, they, they, they really loved that, that hard stuff, you know, which was, which was a different, you know, mentality coming from the Blues. You know, we, we just wanted to play, have fun, have a smile on our face. Um, but it was only until we got taken to some of those, those dark places by the <laughs> Crusaders where we really found out, you know, what, what sort of team we were. And, you know, we sort of took some learnings leading into that 2003 match and, uh, you know, and we started to, to sort of create that, that resolve, you know, within the group around, you know, look, this is, this is what, what, it's, what it's going to take. It's going to get hard. It's going to get nasty. It's going to get really close, but we just have to stick in the fight. Yeah. And that's, that was the, the conversation, you know, leading into that final. Yeah, and great to, great to hear that, Dougie, about the, um, the connection between the Crusaders and the Blues and, and that shift in mentality. What do you think Leon McDonald um, this week when he comes is going to bring as far as, you know, he come, he's come up through the Crusaders, he understands what they're all about. What do you think, sitting here in Tamaki Makoto, he's, he's building his theme around to attack with a, with a sellout crowd and what the Blues need to do going into this game to win it. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. SCNZ has been a big show. We're 20 minutes away from nine before we cross over to Smithy. But right now we're going to talk some super rugby with an absolute legend of the game, the All Blacks Blues. Time for him at Cafe Coffee Catch-Up for a Thursday because when you think about that Blues jersey, there are a few people you envision in your head tearing it up. One of them undoubtedly is the tri-scoring machine, Dougie Howlett, a legendary Blues brother who played just shy of 100 times for the franchise and was part of the 2003 side, which bet the Crusaders in the final. He's been good enough to pick up the phone for a quick yarn this morning. Dougie, appreciate it, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Izzy. And look, uh, thanks for having me on. It's certainly bringing back some great memories of, uh, of years gone by. <laughs> mate, 2003, you were part of that game, 21-17. Mate, what are your memories from back then? Oh, look, obviously the final was, it was a yeah. great memory, but uh, I distinctly remember the season itself. Yep. You know, we, we, had a, you know we, had a, we had a great year, um, enjoyable, smiles on our faces. Um, obviously, you know, success along the way, but, uh, you know, yep. that group of fellas, 
you know, we're still in touch with now and uh, did a lot for, you know, that, that 2003 campaign led by uh, Peter Sloan. Hey, Dougie, the, the Blues side, mate, do they do they excite you? And, and what about the naming of the All Blacks team? You, do, do, is there any names in there that you like? Yeah, look, firstly, uh, that the Blues team does excite me, and, and they have for the last few years. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the talent available, the, yeah. the X factor, but, uh, you know, the fact that they're, they're sort of bringing that all together now in a, in a, in a, in a rounded offering, uh, that's the exciting piece. Um, and to, to the second part of your question, the, the All Blacks, uh, look, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased they sort of, uh, they've named the team on form there. Um, you know, uh, they're giving players a chance and, you know, that's what the All Blacks are all about. You know, if you're performing, you, you get rewarded. Nice, Dougie, nice, Dougie. Hey, mate, you played the, the Crusaders a few times and you were lucky enough to get one uh, over them, and particularly in that final, mate. What, what is it about when, when you're facing the Crusaders back in your time that you kind of had to, to do during the week, even when you come game time, little things that you have to do, do 100% to get the job done over the Crusaders? Yeah, look, and, and I was probably part of a, a, a Blues team, you know, through the late 90s into that 2003, uh, you know, team. And, and the Crusaders were always, you know, keeping an eye on us, creeping yeah. up, improving, getting closer and closer. And it was only, I guess, until I, I sort of made that all-black team in 2000 where I was, I was rubbing shoulders with, you know, the, the, the Justin Marshalls, the Mertz, uh, you know, the, 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 the Blackadders, um, you know, the Reuben Thorne, where I sort of got a real insight into, you know, that, that mentality of, of that Crusaders team. And, and what they did was they, they, they really thrived in that arm wrestle. You know, they, they, they really loved that, that hard stuff, you know, which was, which was a different, you know, mentality coming from the Blues. You know, we, we just wanted to play, have fun, have a smile on our face. Um, but it was only till we got taken to some of those those dark places by the Crusaders <laughs> where we really found out, you know, what, what sort of team we were. And, you know, we sort of took some learnings leading into that 2003 match. And, mm. uh, you know, and we started to, to sort of create that, that resolve, you know, within the group around, you know, look, this is this is what, what it's, what, what it's going to take. It's going to get hard. It's going to get nasty. It's going to get really close, but we just have to stick in the fight. Yeah. And that's, that was the, the conversation, you know, leading into that final. Yeah, and great to, great to hear that, Dougie, about the, um, the connection between the Crusaders and the Blues and, and that shift in mentality. What do you think Leon McDonald um, this week when he comes is going to bring as far as, you know, he come, he's come up through the Crusaders, he understands what they're all about. What do you think, sitting here in Tamaki Makoto, he's he's building his theme around to attack with a with a sellout crowd and what the Blues need to do going into this game to win it? Yeah, look, um, hard to say. Uh, I, I guess I, I can't see a lot changing. You know, in terms of you know what they've done during the season, they, they they've built their own brand of, of of rugby, and they're doing it really well. Built around, you know, an exciting and dynamic forward pack, um, but also, you know, some some key decision makers and obviously Bowden Barrett, but also Stephen Perifeta, who have led that backline, you know, around the field and executing in places where they need to. So, uh, look, I, I can't see Leon changing too much, other than you know, keeping them, you know, calm and cool and and, and sticking to their guns. You know, let's keep doing what what got us here. And let's not get overcome by the uh, the occasion. Hey, Dougie, you're a 
Uh, Blues legend, mate. He played 97 times in the jersey. Do you, do, you, do you past players still have any connection back to the group or are you still you know, part of the alumni and are you all going to head along to the game on Saturday night? Yeah, we are. And look, it's something that's becoming more and more important, especially yeah. as, as past players get older. Yeah, I think mm. that connection back to each other, you know, former teammates, but also this current group. And look, I've, I've been really excited about, you know, having come back from Ireland and, and being welcomed into this Blues alumni around the, the connection to the current group, um, led ably by, you know, CEO, um, uh, Mr. Hoare, yep. uh, and also uh, Leon, who, who welcome, I guess, what we've done as past players, you know, and they're, they're sort of building on what we've done as opposed to, you know, being being threatened or, or challenged by what we did. I think the the over the overriding fact for most of us ex Blues players is that we really want the team to do well. Mm. So look, I think uh, that energy is now being passed on to the group. And look, there's a there's a lovely connection and openness between this current group of players and past players. There's that, there's that saying, mate. When uh, Blues rugby is strong, Auckland rugby is strong, New Zealand rugby is strong, mate. And uh, hopefully. Uh, we can see that transition to, to higher honours. Mate, just quickly before I let go, transition out of rugby, I, I just alluded to it earlier on in our show. You, you're in the food industry. You're in the kind of, mate, how was that transition for you heading from, from playing rugby back into to the real world, mate? Yeah, look, and I think, uh, you know, all all pro players transitioning out of, out of pro rugby in particular, that's all I can comment on. Uh, you know, it is a journey, and I, 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 I love the fact that in New Zealand in particular, there, there is a support network, uh, you know, and that alumni is part of it. Um, the New Zealand Rugby Players are, Association are part of it. And uh, the fact that, you know, there is support, you know, uh, coming out of rugby for for players to uh, follow pursuits outside of rugby. So, look, that's been really great to see. And uh, I guess in, in terms of my own journey, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, moving into you know food manufacturing, a, a company called Tomorrow's Meals. We're, we're up and down supermarkets in the country, doing doing some great stuff. And look, uh, there there are some lovely transferable skills that I've brought from rugby, you know, into business. You know, yeah. being being part of a team, you know, striving for common goals, uh, being target driven, all these lovely things that you know footy players have done, you know, all their life. Uh, uh, fitting nicely into uh, my transition into business as we speak. Oh, well, mate, you're doing it pretty effortlessly, mate. You're doing a fantastic job post-footy. Keep up the great work. Dougie Hallett, mate, quickly before we let you go. Score prediction. Crusaders, bye. Oh, look. As we saw in the semi-final, one point will do. And yeah. I, I do believe it will be close, uh, depending on, on what the weather looks like. And it could be wet again. But, uh, you know, I'm picking the, the Blues by sort of uh, you know, 6 to 12. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 6 to 12. Love it, Dougie. Appreciate you coming on our show, mate. Right you're, a, you're an absolute champion. Thanks very much. Take care. We'll catch up soon. Good to check, guys. Take care. Awesome. Dougie Hallett. Dougie 6 Hallett. to 12. So he didn't even go near that 13 to 20. Oh, cut Six it out. 12. 12, hey. is, 12 is pretty close to 13. Is <laughs> <laughs> he's just hearing what he wants to hear. Six. Oh, yeah, six. That's one try, one converted try, one intercept on full time. Oh, we can still win by one point. <laughs> I love it. Doug Allett is a legend of the game. Um, and it's interesting. So, oh, sorry, Louis. Um, sorry to butt in there, mate. Um, just interesting listening to him, what he learned from playing the Crusaders, eh? Just learning, like, those. we see to go in the dark places, you know, and... and 
they were flying before they met the Crusaders, and then that's when they really got to understand what kind of team they were, and just some awesome comments from um, from Dougie Hallett there, and just talking about those combinations and the connections, and just it's going to take full eighty to get over top of the Crusaders side. That's that step up we're talking about, eh? Mm. As you know, like you you go through levels when you're an elite athlete, and you go through yep. your your club footy, and then it gets darker at NPC, and then it gets darker at Super, but then when yep. you make that next step up. It's like, man, it's so fast. You, you, you go to places where you just never thought you'd go to, and that's where you see the great the greatness. Yeah, absolutely agree. Double eight, double three. If you've got any closer to a suggestion, score suggestion, come through. Uh, Doug's gone 6 to 12, Kempi's 13 to 20. What are you having? Tomorrow we'll talk about it all morning long. Izzy's in the studio. It'll be 2v1. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.